0: on the side of caution and wait for a word from the Lord and just assume anything, amen that's why we come to church, we want God to speak to us we're not here to fulfill a religious obligation, we're not here because we've got nothing better we could do on a Sunday, we came because we're in covenant relationship with Jesus, we want his voice in our life, amen praise the Lord it's good to be in God's house. It's good to see everyone that is here today. Amen. We're glad that you were able to be with us. Amen. And we'll have a few announcements which we'll run through maybe towards the end of the service. For now, I'd like to invite Sister Gina Gretsch to come and minister to us. She is our National Ladies Leader. She's the Assistant Pastor at the Pentecostals of Sydney. And it's our privilege to have her come and minister to us today. Amen. Sister Gina, God bless you.
1: Praise God. Welcome. Very, So very happy to be here this morning. Thank you, Pastor Gratian, for the opportunity to be with you precious people and to minister to you today. Amen. God is good. Amen. God is good. Praise God. Amen. I want us to turn into Matthew chapter 26. Enjoyed Brother Gratian's lesson this morning on such an important subject of the end times, which we are all heading to. Amen. In Matthew 26, the ministry of Jesus on earth was almost complete. His betrayal and crucifixion were nearing. And he and his disciples said, come together for the Last Supper. And we're going to start reading from verse 30 of Matthew 26. And the Bible says, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said unto them, All you shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered aboard. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of you, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, that this night before the crop crows, you shall deny me three times. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with you, yet I will not deny you. Likewise also said all the disciples. Now if we can go down to verse 69, just a few more verses. In verse 69 is after Jesus is being arrested. And it says, Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what you say. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which he said unto him. Before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Amen. I've entitled my thoughts this morning. Your failure is not final. Your failure is not final. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this wonderful day. Lord, that we can be found in your house for these precious people, Lord, that have come, Lord God, to worship you, to be ministered to, oh God. We pray right now that you anoint my lips of clay, bring revelation and hope to the your people that sit here today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We read here that how in one evening Peter went, from dying allegiance to Jesus to denying him publicly three times. Yet there was hope. Amen. Peter found a place of repentance. His failure was not final. And I've come here this morning with a message of hope that your failure and my failure are not final. Amen. The reality is because we are human and we were born with a carnal nature, We do fail over and over again in our Christian walk, but understand this morning that our failure is not final. Amen. Understand that it is not our initial failure that can destroy our Christian walk and discourage us, but rather what we do after we have failed. Failure throughout our Christian life is not final because of the victory that Jesus obtained for us at Calvary. Amen. Losing a fight doesn't mean that we have lost the battle. Amen. Failure should never cause you and I to give up on God. That is what Satan's strategy is. Failure does not mean that God has abandoned you. It means that God has a better plan. Amen. In this story, understand that Peter was in charge of his own failure. But Jesus took charge of restoring him. As long as there is breath in your lungs, there is always a place of repentance if we choose it. Amen. We are going to look this morning at how Jesus restored Peter. But before we do that, I want you to understand that before Jesus could restore Peter... Peter had to come to a place of repentance. When he heard the cock throw the third time, we read that Peter went out and wept bitterly. He was contrite. He was repentant. Understand that Jesus could never have restored him if he didn't come to repentance. And I want to mention Judas right now. He betrayed Jesus too. And yet when he realized what he had done, Instead of finding a place of repentance, the Bible says he went out and hung himself. Guilt caused Judas to hang himself, but conviction caused Peter to repent. Here is a simple way to understand that if after a failure you're feeling guilt or you're feeling conviction, guilt and shame always cause us to want to hide from God and his presence like Adam and Eve did in the garden. But conviction will always cause us to want to draw near to God and his presence. The Bible says that Jesus took our shame when he died at Calvary. So if you are feeling shame this morning, that is not yours to own. Jesus has already taken your shame, but that is the enemy of your soul trying to put you in condemnation. Jesus does not condemn us. The Bible says in Romans 8 and 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Amen. Judas's failure became final, but that was a choice he made. Would it have been possible for him to be forgiven? I believe so yet he chose a different path. The Lord understands that we are going to fail in our Christian walk at some point, and that is why we find so many examples and verses of Scripture in the Bible, like if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. And let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy in the time of need jacob deceived his father and yet became the father of the 12 tribes of israel moses committed murder and yet became god's instrument of deliverance for the israelites david committed adultery and murder and found a place of repentance and became known as a man after god's own heart jonah disobeyed god but when he repented he was instrumental in the whole city of nineveh turning back to god Thomas doubted and yet he became one of Jesus' disciples. Saul, who later became Paul, hailed Christian men and women into prison and yet became one of the greatest apostles of the of the New Testament. Their failures were not final. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he forgave and restored those of old who repented, then he will do it for you and I. Let us look this morning at the way that Jesus restored Peter. Firstly, I want to point out that it appears that Peter had no communication with Jesus after his arrest, his denial, the crucifixion of Jesus, and his death. I wonder how much turmoil he must have been going through. Jesus knew this and understood. When the women arrived at the tomb early on resurrection morning, the angel said to them, Go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter, He goes before you into Galilee. You shall see him as he said unto you, Why did the angel mention Peter's name specifically? Could it have been that Peter was thinking that his failure was final? That he no longer could call himself a disciple of Jesus? What hope that would have given Peter when the women reiterated that the angel had mentioned his name specifically? It was one thing to be called part of the disciples, but to be singled out was special in that one statement from the angel the lord was restoring peter in his own mind to a place as a disciple and many times when we fail god demonstrates his love for us through the little things of day to day to reassure us that he still loves us that his forgiveness is still there and that he is never going to give up on us amen that is what the enemy wants us to think. If you have ever had that thought, you've gone too far this time. God won't forgive you now. If that's ever gone through your head, then know that is a lie from the enemy. Amen. The Bible says that he will never flee us or forsake us. That word never means just that. It means never. God will never walk away from us. He will never forsake us. Amen you and i can walk away from god but he will never walk away from us he that has begun a good work in us will perform it until the day of jesus christ secondly jesus after his resurrection appeared to peter before he appeared to any of the disciples we see this recorded in both Luke 24, 34 and 1 Corinthians fifteen five. Again, I believe that this was the Lord reinforcing to Peter that he was forgiven and restored. Such is the grace of God. Again, Jesus will go to extreme lengths to reinforce to you and I that he loves us and forgives us despite our failings. Our failures never need to be final. Amen. Thirdly, Jesus gave Peter the opportunity to confess his love and loyalty to the Lord. After Jesus had resurrected, he showed himself to Peter and the other disciples and he performed different miraculous signs to them. In John 21... Peter announced to a few of the other disciples that he was going fishing. I guess he didn't know what else to do at that point but returned to what he was doing before Jesus found him, what was familiar to him. And the other disciples that were with him decided to go fishing with him. And they toiled all night night, but caught no fish. But we need to understand that these were experienced fishermen. And i'm sure many of you know when the fish are on and when they're not they must have known they were experienced fishermen they knew what they were doing yet they caught no fish their failure was not going to be final i believe the lord steered the fish away from where they were where they were fishing and you know there, all these fish are in this like holding pad and they're just there and they're like what are we doing here we don't know we're just here and there's peter and the others fishing over there and all the fish are on this side and it wasn't until jesus said to them launch out in again that they caught 153 fish how awesome would that be to catch that many fish So too, many times, God's hand is in our fishless experiences in life. Because he is setting us up to show us his power and perform a miracle through us. All he wants us to do is obey. Obey him, obey his word. It may not make sense. It didn't make sense to Peter and the other other fishermen. But God, we have toiled, Jesus, we've toiled all night There are no fish. Put it on the other side. Okay, because you said so. And many times God will ask us to obey his word. It may not make sense. You may think I have failed and there is no victory. But when we obey the Lord... He shows us His power. He delivers us. He sets us free. He releases the fish to come into our life and show us His power and His might. The Lord allows us to fail in our own strength so that we may learn that it's only by His power that we will ever succeed. Sometimes it takes failure for us to finally wake up and see our need for Christ. The Lord asks you and I, will we obey if, when, even when we think we have a better way? Will we obey when we, when we can, when, even when, when they, the way forward seems unclear? You know, there are times where we think we know better than God. Imagine that. You know, I always say it, God thinks he's God. And he can do what he likes. But this is the beauty of it. God knows the end from the beginning. He knows what is ahead of me. So he orchestrates my life. That his purpose and plan is going to be fulfilled in my life. Will we obey when our instincts tell us to do something different? Will we obey when we have failed on our own? John recognized that it was Jesus and told Peter that it was Jesus who told him to cast their nets on the other side. Peter immediately put on his coat and jumped into the sea and he swam to shore where Jesus was. I thought about this, about him doing this and the anguish and determination that he would have been feeling at that time when he realized this is Jesus. Yes, I failed him, but I love him. I want to be close to him. Here is another opportunity for me to be close to him. The Bible says that Jesus had cooked them breakfast and then he gave Peter the opportunity to speak life into his death situation. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me more than these, meaning the fish? He said unto him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? He said, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And he said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, do you love me? And he said unto him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Why did Jesus ask Peter three times, do you love me? Because as Peter said, you know the heart of man, you know all things. If we remember that Peter denied Jesus three times before the cock crew. And this is what the Bible says in Proverbs 18:21, Death and life are in the power of our tongue. Amen. And I believe it was important for Peter to publicly confess his love for Christ three times just that he had publicly denied him three times. Amen. We never need to speak negative things out of our mouth about ourselves or about others. Amen. Don't open a door to the enemy in your life or the life of others through what you speak. Amen. Never use words like I fear that or I can do nothing or I can't do anything right or I'm hopeless. Don't give the devil ammunition in your life but speak words of life, speak words of blessing, speak words of truth. Amen. I believe that with all my being. And if you've been around me at any, any length of time, that any time anybody says anything negative out of their mouth, I stand there and I, I make them say a positive thing. Like my daughter, one of my daughters say, I've got a bad memory. I said, don't say that. She's like, but I do. I said, no, don't confess that. Say, I have a good memory. I have a good memory. Whatever it is, speak life into yourself. Speak life into the life of others that are around you. Amen. There is power in, the, in your mouth. Amen. Even when you believe that your failure is final and you have no words, Speak God's word. If you don't know what to speak, speak his word. Amen. The biggest word where it says there is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful that he will make a way to escape for us. Speak words of the word of God that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Speak words of life that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Speak words of life and I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Let the praise of God be continually in your mouth. Don't allow negative words that will destroy you come out of your mouth. Right there by the water's edge, Peter publicly confessed Christ. And understand this, he never, never denied him again to the point that he gave his life. Think about that. He was not willing to confess him before those people. But afterwards, after he was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, the bible says that he never denied he never denied the lord again and he was willing he was actually he died because of jesus christ just a few days after this after that he, the lord when they were received the holy ghost the bible says on the day of pentecost fully restored He stood in the temple courts and preached a powerful message in Acts 2 that we know so very well. 3,000 people were added to the church that day. God chooses to forget our failures. Why can't we? Each one of us can see ourselves in the life of Peter. We fail God, we deny Him, we disappoint ourselves. And yet our failures are not final. Peter overcame, and so can you and I through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I am sure that even though Peter repented, that there were times that Satan would have come against him to remind him of his failure. And that is just like Satan. He is so predictable. The Bible tells us that we are not ignorant of his devices. Peter was still human, but he was able to move forward on in his spiritual walk and become a mighty man of God. He did not allow his failure to cripple him for the rest of his life. At some point, he had to have forgiven himself. And unfortunately, that is where we find ourselves sometimes. We come to God in repentance after we have failed and he forgives us, but then we stop there. Satan lies to us that God won't hear our prayers anymore, so why do we even bother praying? When we don't forgive ourselves, that cripples the work of God in our lives. I am not giving us license to sin this morning, but God's grace and his mercy is reaching out to you and I today in our failures. Today is a new day. The Bible says that when we woke up this morning, His mercies were new. Hallelujah. You were here this morning. That means God has given you breath in your lungs. That means there is hope for you today. There is hope for you to repent. There is hope for you to take a step forward. Amen. Micah 7 and 8 says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, that Bible verse doesn't say if I fall. It says, when I fall. It goes on and says, I shall arise. I shall arise. Failure shall come, but it will not be final. That verse says, when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Hallelujah. Let me challenge you this morning with the following statements. I want you, for you to imagine in your mind that the Lord is speaking directly to you. If you never felt pain, then how would you know that I'm a healer? If you never went through difficulty, how would you know that I'm a deliverer? If you never had a trial, how could you call yourself an overcomer? If you never felt sadness, how would you know that I'm a comforter? If you never made a mistake, how would you know that I'm forgiving? If you never were in trouble, how would you know that I will come to your rescue? If you were never broken, then how would you know that I can make you whole? If you never had a problem, how would you know that I can solve them? If you never had any suffering, then how would you know what I went through? If you never went through the fire, then how would you become pure? If I gave you all things, how would you appreciate them? If I never corrected you, how would you know that I love you? If you had all power, then how would you learn to depend upon me? And if your life was perfect, then what would you need me for? God orchestrates everything in our lives to fulfill his purpose. Our failure is not final. Your failure is not final. Jesus has forgiven you, just as he did for Peter. He will bend backwards to show you that he has forgiven you and wants you to move past your failures, to move forward. This is what Winston Churchill said. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts it is the courage to continue that counts and you and I have something greater than courage we have the spirit of God within us that comforts us that strengthens us that drives us to go forward understand that what the lord wants us to do despite our failures is to keep going is to pick ourselves up to arise and to keep moving forward this is what philippians 3 says brethren i count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the high, of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That word press, what does it mean? That sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we have to push ourselves. But you understand when the, your failure is not final, that you can pick yourself up and say, God, I need your grace and your mercy today. I need you today to help me but I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to allow my failure to be fatal, to be final. For our failure not to be final, we have to forget those things which are behind us and turn our face forward and reach and press toward the mark that is what we're all aiming for. We're all wanting to make it to heaven to hear the Lord say well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know when Jesus when when the Lord says that to us, it's not going to be to those who have never failed. It's not going to be for those who have who have never done anything wrong or failed or denied. But it is to those that have failed, repented, got up and kept moving forward. Lord if you look at your Bible and the people that God used all throughout the word of God, no, none of them were perfect. Some of them had terrible backgrounds but the Lord used them And that gives me hope that God can use me and God can use you. There is a city out there to reach, amen. There are lost and dying souls. And don't allow the enemy to cripple you. That because of my failure, I cannot go out and and witness. I cannot go out and love. I cannot go out and be light and salt. But that is what the Lord is calling you and I today hallelujah thank you jesus oh god our failures are not final when we are willing to repent when we are willing to walk with the lord and his strength hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah i want us to stand this morning I feel the presence of the lord so strong here right now hallelujah the enemy is lying to people right now and saying you've gone too far you cannot come back you cannot go forward but this i believe that in god's timing that this word today was for you that the lord is reaching to you to bring revelation to your heart and mind that your failures are not final god has not given up on you but if we are willing to repent if we are willing to take the hand of the lord and say god I can't do this on my own. I want to walk in your victory. Cannot do it on my own, but I want to walk with you. God is waiting for you. He will restore you this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah.